What do you really enjoy doing in your business? If you are a superstar on TikTok, then go all in, right? Like I'm not saying don't be on social media. I just wanna make sure that you've got other ways to do it. We can repurpose stuff from there, right? So what do you really enjoy doing? And then along with that, I would pick one thing that you can do where you're creating content that you own. Is it a blog? Is it an email? It's on a platform that you own that cannot be taken away. And then the third thing that I would say is just sit down and brainstorm, how can I repurpose things, right? So again, thinking as social media as like a magazine of highlighting, right? It's highlighting what you do. How can you repurpose that so like you do own it after you post it or vice versa, if you really like being on podcasts or being on blogs, how can you repurpose it so that people do see it on social media? That's where I would start. Welcome to Check Your Aesthetic Podcast, the go-to podcast for self-starting creatives. I'm Katie Campbell, the owner of Katie Creative Co., a social media management agency located in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And I'm Alexis Aldrich, a Vermont-based content creator focused on promoting productivity that fits your unique lifestyle and growing my career in marketing and creative business strategy. On CYA, you will catch authentic conversations around entrepreneurship, social media, self-care, and the creative industry. If you're looking to grow your online following, boost your productivity, and connect with other ambitious female creatives, then you've come to the right place. Let's get into this week's episode. Hi, Alexis. Hello. So nice of you to to greet me. It's fancy seeing you here. What are you doing here? (laughs) Oh, you know, just recording the podcast. What about you, Katie? It's actually crazy because I'm actually doing the exact same thing. Twins. Wow. <laughs> Twinsies. Ew. This this literally this. this intro is like that that TikTok trend that's like stopping Stop when we, we cringe. cringe. <laughs> <laughs> Me immediately. And they're like Gotti. <laughs> oh, embarrassing. We are so gross. I hate it. Um. Okay. Well, I actually have. Some really fun and exciting. Austin business. just texted me because he can hear. He just said that was. He said, "Yeah, that was bad." Austin, <laughs> stop. <laughs> just consistently, every time I Facetime Alexis, at some point I say, "Austin, nobody asked you." Like he's just always listening. He can hear everything. Yes. Yesterday I had therapy um, virtually, so in my office, and I. Was... You're talking shit about him, and he's. <laughs> no. No, but I was talking, um, this is TMI, but I was talking about, like, whether or not I want kids, and that is definitely a conversation that, like, Austin and I've had, so I said his name, like, probably 30 times, and then I walked out, and I was like, could you hear that? And he was like, no. I'm like, I feel like you're lying. <laughs> I feel like you definitely heard everything I said. My but, lord. Yeah. Um, okay, well, as I was saying, I have some fun and exciting business news that I would like to catch you guys up on. So, I... When you guys are hearing this a couple months later, we're we're pre-recording before the new year right now. Yeah. But I just had my branding photo shoot, which is super exciting. I have not had a branding photo shoot for Katie Creative Co. yet. We've had one for Check Your Aesthetic, and I've had plenty of little photo shoots um, for you know random photos that I needed mm-hmm. for things with like Cora and stuff. But I did a full-blown branding photo shoot with a photographer, and I could not be more obsessed with how everything they came, came out. out. I so think. Good. I think that, honestly, I want to do a whole episode about this, kind of, because I feel like a lot of people have questions about it, and I kind of want to talk about it, Mm -hmm. because creatively directing your own photo shoot is kind of similar to any photo shoot, you know, a content shoot for social media, a branding Mm -hmm. photo shoot, really anything. But I spent a lot of time trying to, you know, get props and get the Mm -hmm. right colors and things like that so that I would have a lot of variety, and I think I did a really good job with that because what I really needed was I didn't need 30 pictures of my face. I probably did get 30 pictures of my face, but I didn't need, you know, just some headshots of me sitting and that's it. I needed some pictures that I could use on different sections of my website, some pictures for backgrounds on social media, for highlight covers, for banners, for, you know, all this different stuff for my proposals for my welcome packet for all of these different places and kind of thinking about all the places that I needed them and planning the shot list all of it was really really fun and I just could not be more obsessed with how they turned out I was up late last night trying to update my website which I I now like before with my website I was like ugh, 
doo-doo poo-poo. I hate it. So boring. And now I'm like, I have so many options that look so good. I don't even know which one to choose. So this is your sign. If you have been thinking about doing a branding shoot, definitely so worth it. I can already tell that it's going to make a big difference. And if you, when you guys are listening to this, because this is coming out in the new year, I'm already going to have released my new services as long as everything goes to plan. So that was a big thing as well. So if I'm not going to give any details about them yet, because what if something happens and they're not released yet? (laughs) But I should have a couple of new services out um, as well as just kind of reworking my current services. So if you've been wanting to work with me and maybe you have, um, you know, a smaller budget or you have kind of less time or you're not ready to fully hire a social media manager, I have some services that would work for you. So that is kind of just an update on me and my business. I kind of wanted to spend some time in the end of this year. I'm just about to finish up my semester at school. So I'm going to try to take the next month to really work on some back end stuff, level up my client experience, level up just kind of all of that stuff to really just make Katie Creative Code the best that it can be. And that, that's one of my favorite things about running a business. Alexis is like glazed over. She's like, I don't please. Sorry. I'm I'm stuff like so 3,000 times. <laughs> You've heard all this like a thousand times. But I, yeah. I went one of over my favorite all of this things, with you in voice memos. Yeah. So. <laughs> one of my favorite things about running a business really is the back end stuff and getting to constantly like update and upgrade. And I think it's just really cool to look at how yeah. my capacity as a business owner is changing. Because yeah. And it's just really cool. And I actually saw a Instagram reel from Brightline Studio about this. She was talking about how, you know, it's super easy to get caught up in like 3,000 billion posts are going out on social media during the holiday season. Literally. It's super, super easy to get caught up in just consuming and posting and like, I got to keep up and I got to whatever. But we talked about this in the last episode that we posted in 2022, but reflecting and taking some time to be proud of yourself and stuff is really, really important at the end of the year because that's honestly how you grow. Like we've talked about this in a thousand episodes. Um, any the self-reflection one and then the last one of 2022 listen to those if you want more on this but that's what I've been up to Alexis I would love to hear about your bridesmaids outfits I do want to say one thing um because I when you were saying like I I I completely agree I think you did a really good job um with like curating not things that were just going to be pictures of your face because it's also Mm -hmm. easy to just get props that like I'm gonna hold this but like exactly not everything needs to be your face and I think that we did I think I think you did a step above what we did for check your aesthetic and I think next time we do a branding photo shoot because I think we did a good job with that because we do have for check your aesthetic our branding photo shoot I think Mm -hmm. we did a good job but I think you did a step up and I think that next time I want to focus more on just the props without us because we also needed a lot of photos of us together because we, yeah, we aren't, have, we're never yep, together. So we need, exactly. we need to do it while we're, we have the opportunity. But I think that I feel like a lot of um, people, honestly, including myself, that when you think like, oh, I need to take pictures for my, for my business, you almost think of it in the context of like how you did like your senior photos or exactly. like your engagement photo shoot, which yes. it's obviously all photos of you, but on your business, you don't want when you like go to your website or you go to your Instagram and everything, yeah, just not you, like, everything is just like your face a thousand times. Like, yes. And that's something like I loved about this photographer. So she is pretty experienced in brand photography. And we talked a lot about like, she was like, what are you going to need to promote this? What are you going to want when you're talking about this? And yeah, I just got so many options of even ones where like, you can see the back of my head or you can see my yes. hands and hands or whatever. Essentially the way I was thinking about it was, when you're going look for photos on Pinterest, stock photos, all that stuff, make your own. You know, yes. do a photo shoot and plan yes. a photo shoot and make your own. And I have so many options now that are going to be cohesive. Yes. They're personalized to me. They, I even did little printed out, like, designed printouts with, like, my taglines and slogans on them. Yeah. They just, like, kind of speak for themselves. And I think that I did a really good job in collaboration with my photographer. She was really good about that. She understood what I was talking about when I said I needed that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's just the stuff that's going to take your website and everything to the next level because that's the stuff you can use. Like you can put text on top of those things. You can yes. put, you know, other graphics on top of those things. There, yes. It's literally personalized stock photos. And I also think that it kind of like levels things up because it shows – like, that is when, and, and I'm not, we're not saying, like, you need to hire a, you know, five-star branding photographer to get quality no, photos. you can like, absolutely you can, do this yourself. You can DIY this 
like exactly by yourself it's the, but it's the creative direction and like exactly I think of. that that is what shows like a level up when you go to a website and it's clear that it's not these stock photos that you got from like unsplash.com yes you know? and that's why I hated my website before it just didn't right. like I mean I don't none think of it them looked matched. bad I don't they think just it looked bad, match. but I, I totally knew what you meant. That it And they looked like needed... every other bitch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I think that, like, some of my favorite photos from our podcast, um, Branding Shoot, was the ones where we're like, what? <laughs> the ones with the Trader Joe's wine bottles that you're obsessed with that one no! photo. Not, okay, I like that one, too. I forgot about that one. No, the <laughs> one where I'm talking about. I wanted, what did I want us to use that for? Something stupid. That was you were like, so obsessed with it. <laughs> I I'm also, trying other ones and you were like, what about the white bottle? <laughs> I'm also alcohol intolerant. I can't have any of that. But maybe that's why. Because I, I live vicariously through the Trader Joe's bottles. But no, the ones where we're holding the flowers. I yes. really like those. Those are really pretty. And I think that like yes. when someone goes to your website or your social media or whatever, sees your packaging and sees that you it's you and not just like a basic stock photo I think that it it shows that you're you you've put that extra work in and I think that it it's beneficial but now I can talk about now it's about me now Now it's about me it's my turn thank god I've been patiently waiting um no and this is because Katie so rudely even though we were like technically kind of working and then I was like by the way what is your opinion (laughs) and Katie just didn't respond I'm like wow horrible friend um just kidding um no okay so currently and to be honest I will still probably be having this dilemma when this episode goes out so if you have opinions please feel free to dm me um I'm trying to figure out what the bridesmaid getting ready outfits are going to be for Maine which if you're a new listener I'm doing my wedding kind of like weird and um I am getting married at city hall or a courthouse, whatever, with my fiance on our 10-year, exact 10-year anniversary. Then Mm -hmm. we are going um, kind of on like a little elopement honeymoon type of situation. And then we're coming back and going to Maine and getting a Airbnb that sleeps like 20 people and having um, basically what would have been our bridesmaids and groomsmen and having like a nice dinner and like long weekend. So I, and we're getting a photographer, so I want to have, like, the getting ready type of situation, but my dilemma is because, you know those, like, classic, like, collared short sets? Like, I've gotten those. I've been a bridesmaid a few times, and I just know the feeling of, like, opening one up and that anxiety of, like, is this going to fit me? And is this going to look good? And I have, I know that a million pictures are going to be taken of these. Yeah, and then you will be putting them everywhere, even if you don't, yeah. Yeah. And you can't tell your friend, like, I look ugly in that picture. Can you take it down to your wedding picture, please? Because I look ugly. Yeah, exactly. And it's not just, like, your one friend. It's also all of the other bridesmaids are going to be, like, shit. Like, let's say it's, and and that's forever. Because it's not, like, girls always use those pictures for, like, birthdays and stuff. Mm -hmm. So if you feel insecure that is forever. (laughs) And I just know that feeling way too well. So, and also, I feel like those sets, which justifiably so, it's a shirt and, and shorts. So, like, the cheapest version is, like, $30, but they're always kind of, like, crap quality. Yeah, and, like, you can see your entire underwear and titties through them. (laughs) Yeah, and if you have, like, personally, if you have, like, cellulite, yeah, is, or like there's your titties no are like area, you're peeling like, open. Nips the... are like, yeah, literally. Or like if you have bigger boobs, you're like literal cleavage Busting is like out of them, showing yeah. through. Yeah, and it's like about to like, you're literally like the Hulk. Um, yeah, okay. So I'm kind of like, I don't really know if I want to spend like 30 plus dollars per person. One, to like purposefully make people feel insecure. Also, we have a bunch of different body types. So I'm like, do mm-hmm. I really want to like, I don't know. I don't know if that's the most, like, accessible. Because also I do need to get, like, standard size and plus size. And that is a big, oh my god. I, business idea for anyone that is looking. Bridesmaid things that are the same and come in standard and plus. Because it is so so difficult. So difficult. And I think that is so ridiculous. Etsy has a a lot of good options. People on Etsy, surprisingly can at sometimes not everyone be more body inclusive than like places like Amazon obviously um Mm -hmm. but my idea 
because I'm always currently I'm in a sweatshirt and leggings and calf length socks that's kind of like my uniform it has been since I was in like high school so my idea is to get like everyone an oversized black hoodie mm-hmm. and get it from like one of those wholesale places so that they're yeah. what like 15 bucks and then have everyone wear black leggings and then I'm gonna get I found these like Aritzia dupe socks so they're not like the super tight they're kind of like comrade socks comrade comrade socks if you want to sponsor the wedding um no but like kind of like somewhat slouchy white like calf length socks Mm -hmm. and then i would be in like a white sweatsuit that's so cute because that's kind of, you know how you sent me, like, I had already saved that, but you sent me the, like, bride and groom that, like, the groom was in the all black and the yeah. bride was in the all white. I do, the, go ahead. So my issue with that, that I'm just going to bring to light, how are you going to take a hoodie off when you have your hair and makeup done? But here's my other idea for you. The same way you're doing your bridesmaids dresses, pick a, you know, you have these parameters, pick your thing. Do the same thing with getting ready sets. Like, this is what it needs to look like, basically, but everybody gets to pick their own kind of, like, pajama getting ready set. So, there's some variety, but mm. some, everybody's going to have something they like. So, maybe you say, like, it needs to be blue or white, and it needs mm-hmm. to be pajama-esque, and, like, mm-hmm. it needs to have a certain level of niceness, but, like, not everybody has to have, like, the J. Crew, whatever, whatever, like, monogrammed, whatever. I was also thinking, um, like, long Oxford shirts. Um, is that, like, a button-down? Yeah, it's, like, a striped button-down and Mm -hmm. having them be, like, oversized um, and having everyone just wear it, like, bring their own, like, um, like, biker shorts Mm -hmm. to wear and then still the white socks. It it would be kind of, like, risky business vibes, which I love. Yeah. That's, I love that. Well, yeah, I think other than the, um, the hair and makeup concern, which I feel is I could do zip-up. Yeah, you could do that. But then is it going to be giving... Is it Walmart giving, at 10 p.m. <laughs> is it giving or, or uh, that, but also is it giving like um, the like juicy tracksuit? Yeah. Which like Gucci flip. Gucci flip. It's not even. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even right. Um, okay, actually, I feel like if I remember when this episode comes out, I'll put a poll on the Instagram stories and a question box for people to share their opinions on what Alexis should do for her bridesmaids outfit if she hasn't already chosen. Because also, because also, because also, because also. Okay. Because I'm also, I'm making like a, a gift bag. Like there will be other stuff besides the like thing. Um, but the dresses are going to be light blue and everyone's going to wear like a, di- a different patterned dress. So I'm yeah. kind of like, should I go? Because I do love the black and white vibe. But should I do that or should I do the light blue preppy vibe? Because those are both my vibes, but I need to, like, choose one. And I feel like that does influence all the other things that I put in the bags. That's so true, Bestie. I feel like we should probably talk about today's guest. Yeah, probably. Sorry, Holly. (laughs) 20 minutes in. (laughs) We're 20 minutes into the episode. Okay, so today we had Holly Haynes on. She is a business and offer strategist who helps business, female business owners grow and scale their businesses online without relying on the algorithm. So we chatted with her about marketing yourself off of social media, which is something we wanted to chat about for a while, Mm -hmm. um, and kind of the benefits of that, why you should be doing that, and kind of how to balance being on social media, but not have that be your only marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. So after wasting all of this time talking about, actually, we didn't even waste time. We know you guys loved it. Yeah. We know y'all loved it. I know you were just like literally smiling to yourself. While <laughs> I know you were like crying tears of joy because you love listening to us. You were doing this but... motion, which they can't see. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Lord. Um, okay. Well, I guess we should just go ahead and get into the episode with Holly. One of our all time favorite businesses to support especially small businesses is knack shops which is a gifting platform katie what do you want to talk about your love and obsession with knack i think that this is the best gift solution for everybody they have something for anybody on your list and it's about to be valentine's day season I already know your boyfriend does not know what to get you for Valentine's Day. You need to head over to Knack Shops. You need to do a little searchy search for your favorite items. And you need to send him 
All he has to do is buy this gift box. Send him a link. Say, I got you. It is pre-wrapped. It looks beautiful. It will be personalized. He could probably put a picture of you guys on it. Mm -hmm. It is so precious and so personalized. And it's just the most amazing gift for Valentine's Day coming up. You you cannot go wrong if you're buying a gift for your mom for Valentine's Day, for your best friend. I don't know who your Valentine is. NAC has got you covered. They truly have something for anybody, and they just have so many different boxes and options for all genders, all ages, all preferences. Especially if you have a significant other or a best friend, someone that you're wanting to send a gift to, even if it's for their birthday, if they are long distance, you are able to put a little video together. So let's say um, your boyfriend is across the country and he is not able to send you a gift. This is the way that he is able to give you a personalized gift. Like Katie said, he can put a picture in there mm-hmm. and he can film a video um, kind of introducing the products to you and saying a sweet little message. Yeah. But we also love Knack for the fact that they are a female-owned business out of Seattle. And also, the products that they purchase or source through Knack uh, shops, they are all owned by female be up no i almost said that they're all owned by female be up they're they're not yeah okay they are all owned uh by either small business what the fuck am i saying i don't okay, think it's I, all i think it's like 90 percent or something just yeah, say okay, most most of the say, products yeah, that they source yeah, okay. are from yeah that's better yeah okay so most of their items are sourced by either small businesses that are owned by uh women by BIPOC, uh, they're sustainable or have a bit of like a charitable platform to their business. And we absolutely love that. We love supporting any small owned business here on Check Your Aesthetic, but especially one that actively supports other small businesses at the same time. Absolutely. And we've talked a lot about what your boyfriend should be getting you for Valentine's Day because we know that's what you really care about. But like I said before, you can go shop for your boyfriend on Knack Shops as well. If you're sitting yeah. here like, I just did Christmas. I don't know what to get him. I'm so tired of thinking about gifts and I don't <laughs> yeah. want to put it together. You can go grab a curated gift for him and it's just the most amazing platform. So if you are in search of a gift for a birthday, for Valentine's Day, for really any holiday coming up, Knack has your back. Hi, Holly. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your business and what you are all about. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So my name is Holly Haynes. I am in Columbus, Ohio. Um, I have twin daughters who are nine, and my whole goal is to truly focus on female entrepreneurs. And I say very basically, help build a business online. But I do it through really simple systems and strategy, and more importantly, on a very part-time schedule. Because what I have found is that most business owners have very little time to actually work on their business. And so I took my 22-year corporate strategy career and sort of flipped the model and um, really just became passionate about teaching you how to scale on a schedule that works, which is a lot more fun than being in the corporate world every day. Yeah, I completely agree. I think as a business owner, you know, even if you are a full-time business owner, you still don't have full time to spend working on your business. So you have to, you know, make it work with what you, you have to do the things that make you money, like work for your clients or whatever. So I think that's really amazing. But what something that we specifically have been wanting to talk about for forever, um, that honestly is probably going to surprise some of our listeners (laughs) is how to market yourself off of social media or not solely relying on social media. So um, I guess kind of as small to mid-sized business owners, social media is kind of usually the go-to marketing tool. And I think sometimes people can think that it's their only option um, because it's free. You know, it it can have this massive reach. It's accessible. But it, it really isn't the only way to market yourself. So in your opinion, why is it important to not solely rely on social media when you're marketing your business? Yeah, so I will give you two stories. So the first story is if you have young kids or you maybe start to get anxious around running your business, most of the time it's because you're consuming more than you're creating. And what consuming Mm -hmm. is, is typically scrolling and you're comparing and you're like, oh my gosh, I need to do what so-and-so is doing. And then you sort of lose sight of your vision. And so I knew going into this business that 
yes, social media is a powerful tool. I would never say that it isn't. But I always say that social media is not a business strategy. So my whole Mm -hmm. goal is to teach you how to build a foundation of your business where you're creating content and you're teaching people and you're helping people in a way that feels really good for you. Like it looks different for everyone. And then you're taking that and you're repurposing it onto social media. So when you hear the statistic that, you know, 1% of, I think it might be two now, but between one and 2% of your followers on social actually see that like amazing post that you spent hours on Mm -hmm. and you're like, what the heck? Like I literally spent three hours making this beautiful reel and 1% found it. And if you're like me at the beginning, you, you maybe had a hundred people following you. What is that? Like 10 people? Like it's not worth Mm -hmm. the ROI. And so I like to teach ways to come up. I call it your antisocial strategy. doesn't mean that you're not social, but Mm -hmm. it's really a smart way to create content and put yourself out there to market your business where you're leveraging social media as like a magazine. So like when you listen to this podcast, that's a way of networking, right? What are you going to do? You're going to go look me up because that's what everyone does. They're like, instead of Googling, we're going to go to Instagram, which Mm -hmm. is fine. But I very strategically have content out there that matches what I'm going to talk about, but I had that planned months at a time, right? So if my account goes down, which it has before, or somebody doesn't see a post, there are other ways that I am networking and communicating. So I'm not reliant on the algorithm. That makes sense. Yeah. I think it's also super important with, um, Twitter, like the, I, I, this podcast is going to go, this episode is going to go out like way after, I mean, to be frank, Twitter might not be a thing anymore by the time this episode goes out, but but that's what I was, yeah, but that's what I was like about to say is that when you're putting all of your eggs in one basket or two baskets, what if, let's say you put it in two baskets, what if one of those baskets dies, then you have 50% of your marketing strategy. So I'd love to hear some of the ways that business owners can market themselves off of social media and what are some of those um, options for our listeners? Yeah, so the first thing that I always like to ask is, I call it assessing the in crowd. And so it's like, who are you trying to speak to? Which we all have heard, right? But it's like, where do they hang out? Like you guys were talking Mm -hmm. about TikTok before we got on here. TikTok makes my head spin. Like I do not hang out on TikTok. I have tried it and it's just not my thing. I do enjoy Instagram, maybe a little bit of Facebook, but I also am on Pinterest. I love podcasts. I probably listen to 15 podcasts a week. And so when I think about my audience, podcasting is huge and really thinking Mm -hmm. about how to leverage that. And so my first question is really customized to you. And it's like, well, where do your people hang out? And then how do you Mm -hmm. think of a way that you can create content that potentially is not on social media where you then can repurpose it on social media. So as an example, we can use podcasting. So I have a podcast. I also speak on podcasts, but I will take those transcripts and I will turn them into a blog, which then go Mm -hmm. on Pinterest. Pinterest, Mm. I think most people know this, but Pinterest is not um, social media. It's actually a search engine. You can also schedule your posts and it's very different, right? So one podcast episode gets made into a blog post, Uh, which then goes to Pinterest, it gets sent out in an email, it then gets repurposed into two or three social media posts, and goes to like all different places. And so you could take one piece, I call it long form content, in this case, a podcast and turn it into like 10 different things, Mm -hmm. where your time is actually going to be most valuable spent on creating the content and not worrying about who sees it on social media. So I just threw out a few, but podcasting is huge right now. Um, The number one question I get when I share that is, well, everyone has a podcast. Well, no, not everyone has a podcast. And most people who have a podcast don't continue to put out episodes. So I think if you have something like 20 episodes, you're like in the top 1%. So it kind of goes back (laughs) to like, let's just be consistent. Like, let's pick something that we like and that we enjoy Mm -hmm. and let's be consistent. Um, But yeah, so blogging, podcasting. Uh, another thing that I think is coming back maybe after the pandemic is like in-person networking. So like actually meeting somebody at a coffee shop, like actually talking to somebody, um, speaking at an event or getting into like different communities and talking, like actually showing up live on video because video converts Mm -hmm. so much faster and people get to know you. Like they see your face, they see like the environment that you work in. 
And so it just converts much faster and you could take that video and then repurpose it into social media, but you're not spending time writing this like really long posts that may or may not be seen. Right. Just like a one off. Yeah, and I, I actually have two things. So first of all, what you're saying about podcasting, we were just looking at our <laughs> today podcast Spotify Wrapped. Yeah, and we were like, why are we in the top one percent of podcasts? Yeah, and you're consistent. right, it's because yeah, so many people have made podcasts that have just they've just stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I mean, obviously the same goes for every single platform. There's people on Instagram who've stopped posting and things like that, but that's very true. And also, I was gonna uh, mention this earlier, but. I'm a social media manager, and I feel like just kind of on this topic of relying on social media, something that I notice a lot is when people hire me, um, they kind of hire me with the expectation that social media is going to fix their business, Yeah. which I'm a social media manager. I do this. My whole job is to convince people that they need to use social media, and they yeah. do, but it's not going to fix your business. Right. Like, it's such a, you know, there's so much that goes into it, and, you know, if you have, let's just say, like, a bad customer experience in store, but your social media is great. It doesn't match up like, you know, it can't it can't live on its own and it can't be the only thing that you focus on. While it definitely should be one of them, it really Mm -hmm. can't be the only thing. Um, And when I was writing these questions, I was thinking to myself, I was like, here I am, a social media manager writing um, podcast questions. I social media is a super powerful tool. My whole thing is like, don't put all your eggs in one basket. And I bet as a social media manager, if somebody gave you long form content that was already written out. It would so say easier. you could probably create 10 times more content for them. Absolutely. Which is going to have why, more yeah. posts, which is actually probably going to get them more traction. And so I mm-hmm. just like to sort of like flip the model and say, let's create from a place of like, who can I help? How can I get it out there? And then repurpose it so that yes. social media is not the only thing. Yes. And even I find myself in meetings with clients, like even on Monday, talking to clients about like... I'll say, I know you hired me for social media, but here's a bunch of other marketing ideas that I have because you can't, I was drilling this into a client's head the other day, you cannot stay like in your little feed, you know, your little squares, like you can't stay there, even on social media, you know, doing collab posts and things like that. But further than that, you just can't stay there. It's not, you don't own that. You know, that's not yeah, I mean, the same way that you literally got taken down this summer. Like, yeah, it was gone. Right. Like I logged in. I'm like getting ready to like do my post and I'm like emailing my operations director and I'm like, um, I think something <laughs> happened, <laughs> right? Like it's totally gone. And we were in the middle yeah. of like a big launch and I was like, OK, what do we do? We go to email, right? Or we go at that point. It was just email because I was like, OK, we're just doing email. But there are other ways that you can connect with people that can leverage your social media. Like you can point people back to it. You can leverage it. I just call it a magazine of like, it's highlighting what mm-hmm. you do and how you do it, but you're pulling people in from other directions. Yes. Right. And I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, networking. Cause I think this is something yeah. that is really, really daunting to a lot of people. Um, and for me, I've been running my business for about six months now. Um, solo, I've been doing social media for a lot longer, but it's really hard to go up to somebody and be like, confidently talking about your business without feeling like you're just, you know, grabbing for a sale or grabbing yeah. for a client or something like that. But um, I think half of the clients that I've gotten have been from me telling some mm-hmm. random person about my business and then that random person telling their friend who needs a social media manager about me. So what is kind of your experience um, with networking and what is your advice for putting yourself out there and doing that in a way that feels natural? Yeah, I mean, so my first thing is, is one of the quotes that I love is your network is your net worth. And I mean, this is from corporate. It's like whatever industry you're in, like the more people that you can connect with, it's like the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. Like you probably Mm -hmm. know somebody that I know and vice versa. So when Mm -hmm. like I need a social media manager, I may reach out to you because we did a podcast interview and be like, Hey, do you know anyone that, that does this or can you help me with this? And so I think the first step, in really like truly trying to build your network is one, I always go into the day and I tell this to my clients, like at least Monday through Friday, let's just see how we can help one person, whether it's teaching something like reaching out to someone or just like going into the business part of like, well, I'm just going to put something out there that's going to help one person. Because if you're putting content out there that's helping one person, most likely somebody's going to respond back, right? And be like, oh, this was so helpful. And then you can just start a very organic conversation. The other Mm -hmm. thing I would say is it doesn't have to be like, 
oh, do you want to collaborate? Or do you want to be part of my network, right? Like, we're not going to say that. It's just like you're at Starbucks, and it's like, I love your pink sweater. Or, oh my gosh, that artwork behind your desk is so amazing. Or, I love productivity too. Can you tell me, like, what your favorite planner is? And you're just, like, having a conversation. It's not like, can you do this for me? Or would you be interested in this? I know we've all gotten those messages. And so, to me, it's just like... Let's just have a conversation and you never know like where the conversation is going to go. I think the other thing that you can do is very intentionally be part of networking groups, right? So there's obviously Mm -hmm. lots of communities and summits and masterminds and like pick one and really utilize it. Like when I've been in masterminds, like I make sure that I get to know every single person because if they know 10 people and there's 10 people in there, that's potentially a hundred people that exactly. you could be connected with. And that is so powerful because you just never know like where that's going to land or what that's going to look like longer term. And again, it's not yeah. like, can you introduce me to 10 of your friends? It's right. like, well, let's just get to know. <laughs> like, hey, do you want to have like a coffee chat? I'd love to know about your business, right? Like super easy. Yes. Yeah. And, and honestly, the worst thing that can happen is if it doesn't turn into a client, it turns into a friend, which we all yeah. need. Right. You know, more friends who run businesses because it's lonely out here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And I would say the last thing is, is I think just referring people. Right. So like going back to that example, like if you know somebody that does a really good job, let's say doing social media management and you're like, hey, my friend really needs somebody to do this. Can I connect you to and just like, how can you be that connector? Because it'll come back to you. Right. Like people will refer you and back and forth. Right. Yes, absolutely. So I love always talking about kind of like the psychological side of running your own business and being on social media. So I want to hear from your perspective since you've kind of taken, not really taken like a step back, but kind of reprioritized your marketing efforts. What have you felt personally? Like, do you feel like there's less pressure on you for, you know, immediate success on social media or what, what have your, um, your what has your mindset shift been yeah I will tell you the mindset piece is really hard because even this message like when I talk about it people are like what like you're telling people not to be and I'm like no I'm not telling you not to be on social media I'm telling you to think of it differently right so I really try to like practice what I preach it's not that I'm not on social but I will take long periods off and Mm -hmm. to me Mm -hmm. that like white space and the creativity going back to am I creating more than I'm consuming that's where my best ideas come from yeah like over the holidays or long weekends if you like imagine having three or four days with no social media like I could see the like panic on people's faces and they're like what but if you do it like just do it one time like you will feel so different because I don't know if you've watched the Netflix special where they talk about like how social media was created and it, mm-hmm. it's basically like gamified like it they want you to go back in and, and keep looking at it and it's not to say that I don't scroll or I don't have days or I'm comparing like all of that is normal I still use social media but I very much try to be intentional about it and when I find myself getting in that like comparison area I go off I go completely off the grid yeah because that's mm-hmm. where the best ideas come from And that's when I can, like, I think just be with my thoughts, whether or not they're good or bad, and, like, work (laughs) through it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I think that the, like I was talking about at the beginning, this, like, obsession with social media and feeling like it's your only option. And then you have people on Instagram saying, like, if you don't post seven days a week, then, like, and you don't post ten stories a day, then, like, you're doing something wrong. But I think just remembering and, like Alexis said, reprioritizing Mm -hmm. where you're going to put your energy. Because there's so – I mean, there's so many other ways you can, you know, revamp your – you know, your business, your client experience. You know, you can – work on your systems, your back end, things that people mm-hmm. will never see, or you can be working on your email marketing, or you can be working on updating your website, or you can be hitting the networking events. Like there's so many things you can be doing. And if one thing, even if it's not social media, if one of those specific things is is where, really wearing you down, mm-hmm. maybe it's time to take a step away from that and move kind of into something else. Yeah. But I would like to talk about pitching yourself because you've talked about this a bit on your um 
page and your website, all those places. So I think pitching yourself in the same kind of situation um, or same arena as networking is difficult. I have a business consultant and she was like, do you have a pitch for yourself? And I was like, no, (laughs) I do not because that's hard. So what kind of makes a good pitch and what are your tips for developing a strong pitch as a business owner? Yeah, so I think as a podcast host, you will probably appreciate this, but my number one tip is to be super clear and concise because Mm -hmm. if you start to like word vomit, like five paragraphs of what you do, people are like, wait, what? I don't understand that. And so my number one tip is it doesn't have to be fancy. You don't need like a press kit or anything like that. But you should very clearly have what I call an I help statement. And if you notice at the beginning, I said it. I said, Mm -hmm. I help female entrepreneurs build businesses Mm -hmm. online. So you should very clearly have an I help statement. And then after that help statement, you should have some sort of like mini story, like I have found. So mine is, I have found most likely business owners get burnout and they don't have time to actually work on their business, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like, I help, I have found, here's how I fix it for you. I created my methods to X, Y, Z. And so that's like Mm -hmm. a super easy framework that you can use. It's literally one paragraph. Um, but most people who you're pitching want you to get to like the point, the meat of it. Yeah. So you can very easily hear like what I do, how I do it and what I have to offer. And then I personally, like if I'm getting pitched for a podcast, I like to know like, well, what are three things that you can talk about? And I want to know, like, give me a title, right? Cause that saves me time. If somebody like pops in my inbox and they're like, Hey, here's three things I can talk about. It's like the title and then it's like a yeah, different sections of what it's like, okay, that you just say it's so it's such an hours, easy yes, right? Yeah. It's such yeah. an easy yes. And so I always like to have that available. Um, and if you want to get super fancy, you can have like a press page or a press kit. But I have found those two things, like a very clear I help statement, and then just make it easy for the person, right? Just what are you gonna talk about? what's the title so that they can Mm -hmm. be like oh that's a great fit right and if they have questions obviously they can ask but I think people overcomplicate it um and the nice thing is is you can reuse it I mean you might change your statement a little bit depending on who you're talking to but and you might have like a couple of topics that people can choose from but you can reuse it and then you're just kind of saying the same thing but just customizing it to whoever you're presenting it to Right. Well, I think with marketing, the whole thing is that people are constantly moving, kind of inherently selfish and lazy. (laughs) So people want, they don't want you to waste their time. They want to know, why are you talking to me? Not in a mean way, but how can we be of benefit to each other? And so that's the same thing with, you know, social media marketing with just digital marketing in general, like how can this product or this service help you? It's the same with when you are a person and pitching yourself or your business. Um, But so we've talked a lot about networking. So I want to talk a little bit um, about the importance of showing up as the business owner, both on and off social media and kind of being like that um, brand face, you know, you're kind of adopting like Katie, she has her freelance business and really she is, you know, she's the business owner. She's the sole person that works for the business. So really in reality, she is the business. And Mm -hmm. what are your tips for making sure that you're showing up in the best way? Yeah, I think my number one tip here is you should be your best client. So you Mm -hmm. should really act and take the actions and emulate and embody that client that you want to attract. And it doesn't mean like you have to be on every day, right? But like if you look at the week and you're like, what did I do this week? It's Mm -hmm. like, would my best clients be doing this? Like, so you are like a walking billboard of what you do and how you do it. I also think sharing behind the scenes of like who you are, and things that are not business is probably what people like to see even more, right? Like going back to social media, like you can use social media and make it just fun. Like it could be like, well, like this morning I shared a picture of my twins when they were babies. And I was like, well, I'm not on Facebook very much, but I do love the Facebook memories. So I will like forever be a customer, right? Because they're like sharing pictures that I like forget about. And so I think really sharing that behind the scenes 
and like who you are and what you like and just things that are not business. So people, because people buy from you, not necessarily your product. Of course, like your product or service is important, but they're purchasing because of you, the person. And so I think just letting that shine through, um, people tend to forget about, like they tend to just, and I'm like that too. I'm like an Enneagram three, give me the list. Like, Mm -hmm. but I think you just have to like show the real behind the scenes. Yeah, and I think I've definitely struggled walking this line before where you want to come across professional, but then you also – it's I always talk about it. It's the I versus we where you're saying, yeah. like, at Katie Creative Co., I, or at Katie Creative Co., we. I know. I've I stuck with the I. I always say we, and I'm like, oh, wait, is it, is it I? <laughs> I? I say I because I'm a team of one. When I, whenever I hire one person, it'll be a we. Yeah. Um, but I feel like – It's the same way what we talked about with networking, where not every single post is going to cause somebody to sign on and Mm -hmm. be a client or buy your product, but it will put you, you know, if if you have a fun personality and you're sharing things about your life that people can connect with, it puts you in their brain as an option. Mm -hmm. So that when their friend says, I need a social media manager, they're like, oh, this girl I follow on Instagram is really fun. Mm -hmm. And maybe they've never paid attention to your services before. Maybe they don't know anything about you other than that you're funny and a social media manager, which is... (laughs) me I'm just kidding um but the you know it's it's that consideration set it's like a marketing term but Mm -hmm. you're in their consideration set of the people that they're considering for the job because you've made yourself kind of stand out Mm -hmm. and that's something I try to drill into clients heads when they say they don't want to show their face on social media I'm like oh yeah you have to be difficult it's gonna be a hard one you are the people want you exactly and especially you know I'm working with smaller local businesses even more important in that case, they want to know who they're walking into the door and seeing, they want to know what family they're supporting and things like that. Um, but I think that even though you might think to yourself, like, why am I sharing this, you know, picture of my dog? Why am I sharing all this, you know, whatever? I always share things like that on stories. It really is building that relationship with somebody that, you know, a lot of these, this nurturing of a, of a, customer takes a while Mm -hmm. so it's just a piece of the puzzle but okay to kind of close off the interview section of this episode I we always like to ask um this question at the end of this section because we love actionable tips here it's our favorite thing so what are your top three tips for somebody who kind of feels stuck in the social drama and wants to break out of that social media hamster wheel what are kind of three things they can do right now to get them like themselves and their business kind of out of that cycle of feeling like social media is their only option. Yeah. So I could give you like 10 steps, but I'm going to give you the three <laughs> most important, I think. So the first one is, is I would really think about what do you really enjoy doing in your business? Like mm-hmm. if you are a superstar on TikTok, then go all in, right? Like I'm not saying don't be on social media. I just want to make sure that you've got other ways to do it. We can repurpose stuff from there, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you really enjoy doing? And then along with that, I would pick one thing that you can do where you're creating content that you own. So is it a blog? Is it an email? It's on a platform that you own that cannot be taken away. And then the third thing that I would say is just sit down and brainstorm. How can I repurpose things, right? So again, thinking as social media as like a magazine of highlighting, right? It's highlighting what you do. How can you repurpose that so like you do own it after you post it or vice versa if you really like being on podcast or being on blogs, how can you repurpose it so that people do see it on social media? That's where I would start. Amazing. Love that. All right. Time for the random question. Today's yeah. I think it's very fun. Okay. So it is if you could change your name, what would you change it to? So Holly, you can start. I think you have a good name. So yeah, well, you thank you. Very cute. I named after a poisonous plant. So I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> not, right. Um, so my answer to this actually is I love the name Kate. Like I'm obsessed with the royal family. Like I follow mm-hmm. all the things. Like we just got back from London. Oh so when I had my girls, the goal was, so one of them's name is Catherine, and we thought that we would call her Kate, and now we call her Catherine, because she's not a Kate. She's totally a Catherine. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, at some point, I will have somebody in my family named Kate, but we like Catherine, too, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if, if y'all are listening and don't know, Catherine is my full name. Yeah. Yes. So. <laughs> I will. So I love Kate. Um, Alexis. <laughs> super cute. Alexis, what would be your name? Um. So I'm actually going to... Um, give a unique answer for this that it is not omg you're not like other girls i'm so different i'm literally a pick me girl okay um no keep because my 
Full name is Alexis Adams Aldridge. I've always been triple A, like teachers would call me that. My dad has me in his phone as A3. Um, and like that just always has been my identity. And in five months, a horrific change is going to happen where I will no longer be triple A. And I have slight, I'm getting married for those that don't, don't know. Um, <laughs> Something <laughs> horrifying. <horrific is> <laughs> um, and that's I'm why I'm going to be dying in five months. <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping the triple A at the beginning and making my middle name both my middle name and my last name because I just I can't get rid of the triple A um and actually my fiance's last name is actually Hayes so Holly's last name without the N um which I like that last name but my choice would be if I could choose a name it would be to change Austin's last name (laughs) to either my last name or one that starts with A because I just want to keep my my triple A. But what about you, Katie? I think I already know the answer. I don't well, I don't like that you didn't give me an answer for your first name. I don't I, I want to know what like what baby names do you like? I uh, see I wouldn't want to be named any baby names because I don't know. I think that like names go through like ages. Like my mom's name is Barbara, but like that She's in her prime. But yeah, <laughs> but like that that is not a name that you would name, like, a child now, I feel like. But it fits her yeah. because she's in her age group. So I feel like the names that I have wouldn't go well for me. But I always, I don't know. I really can't answer it. I don't really. Right. I also have a hard time with girl Loser. names. I'm much better with boy names. I, I feel like I'm not destined to have a girl because I can't decide on girl names. <laughs> I do like Charlotte, I'm... but I wouldn't want to be named yeah. Charlotte. All right, fair enough. Okay, um, mine, I've... <laughs> I kind of have two separate answers because if baby names, all of my baby names on my list are double names, like especially for girls. It's just a big thing in the South anyway. So I have grown up with like a lot of people who have double names. And I think both my mom and my grandma have like parts of their name that would work well in a double name. But that's for a baby. For me, I think I would like to be named Amelia if I wasn't named Katie. That's funny because that's one of my that's one of my baby names. I really like the name Amelia. I think I might know too many Amelias to name my child Amelia, um, and be too close friends with one specific Amelia that she would think (laughs) that I named my child after her. Mm -hmm. Which um, she's a great person, so I wouldn't even be mad about that. But I really like the name Amelia. Um, But I I guess that's what it would be. Um, Okay, Holly, thank you so so much for coming onto the podcast today. We had such a great time talking to you. Why don't you go ahead and plug yourself? Tell people where they can find you. It'll all be linked in the show notes, but um, so they can hear it from you. Where can they follow you and find you after they listen? Yeah. So I gave you three steps in that last question, but there's actually five. And so if you go to hollymariehaines.com forward slash social. I have a private podcast, which is super fun. I really do love um, podcasting, and it walks you Mm -hmm. through how to create your own antisocial framework, but also how to start repurposing your social media content um, in a way that works for you, so you can get all the details there. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Check Your Aesthetic Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and want more, follow us on Instagram at Check Your Aesthetic and TikTok at Check Your Aesthetic Podcast. If you want to support our show, text the link to this episode to a friend, share when you listen to CYA on your story, or leave a positive rating or review wherever you're listening to this episode. If you want to hear more from us, be sure to hit the follow button on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. We'll talk to you next Monday. See ya!